the Wellness Journey podcast from the St. Chaviani Center. I'm Dr. Mariette Danilo, and I'm grateful for the opportunity to journey with you through these challenging times and to hopefully provide you with information that will help sustain you. Our podcasts are aimed at keeping you healthy in mind, body, and spirit. This is Podcast 21. Today's podcast is an interview with Connie Ostep. I'd like to introduce today's uh, interview. Um, she's a very beloved person around the St. Giovanni Center, and you'll learn why. Um, she's a very special person. Connie Ostep is the dietitian for the St. Giovanni Center. She is a nationally registered and state licensed dietitian with 25 years of experience. She earned her Bachelor of Science in Nutrition and Dietetics from Illinois State University and completed an internship at the University of Minnesota Hospital and Clinic. She holds certificates in adult weight management and obesity intervention for adults and is active in both behavioral health nutrition and weight management dietetic practice groups within the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics. At the St. Giambiani Center, Connie creates a healthy, diverse cycle menu for residents, supervision to its food service in addition to her clinical role. Clinically, Connie conducts nutritional assessment and evaluation and education counseling for all residents. She is the center's nutrition resource and provides group nutrition education within the weight management program and wellness program. Connie brings a wealth of experience from a variety of settings to her role at the St. John Biani Center, from corporate wellness, classroom education, acute care, long-term care, rehabilitative care, consultant work, and private practice. Connie shows great enthusiasm for nutrition and wellness. Residents that work with her often refer to her as their cheerleader. Well, welcome, Connie Ostap. It's so good to have you here today with us. Um, we'll be talking about the weight management and wellness program. And it's high time because we've all been indoors and isolated with this COVID pandemic. And um, I, I don't think I'm the only one that's been overeating or too close to my refrigerator. And we're hearing from people that we're gaining weight as a result. And, and with all the stress, we need to um, learn what to do. And so that we're really glad that you're here to answer some of those questions. So let me ask you first, I'm curious, what attracted you to this field? I mean, why wellness and nutrition? Mariette, nutrition is so important to health. It's important at every stage of life, and it's fascinating. I love the fact that nutrition science is always changing, which means I'm always learning. And it's exciting to help people make changes to their health and wellness through nutrition and to fuel their excitement for their overall health. Who doesn't like to feel healthy and who doesn't like food? So we get to combine the two. Mm, I know, right? Yep. Who doesn't like food? I know I fit in that category. Um, 
So uh, what can you tell us about the weight management wellness program at the St. John Vianney Center? Who does it well, serve and what does it involve? Well, I'm very pleased to tell you that our weight management and wellness program serves those that are in ministry, priests, brothers and sisters who are residents of St. John Vianney Center. It's a continuous year-round program, so people might enter our program at any time. It's very individualized to each person's need. Some residents may enroll in the weight management program as their primary reason to come to St. John Vianney, and some may choose to take part in the program in conjunction with other treatment goals, so they decide once they're there. The program itself is designed to be a lifestyle modification, not necessarily a diet, and it's achieved through our holistic approach to care. So while you're in the weight management wellness program, your whole person is being cared for. Hmm. Well, you want to tell us more about that? I know that uh, in the work that we do in education, people often compartmentalize mind, body, and spirit. And uh, at the center, we believe that they work um, synergistically and one impacts the other. So um, I'm glad that you brought that up, uh, that the whole person is addressed. We're all very unique in how we respond to eating and our relationships with food and what triggers us to eat and et cetera, et cetera. So that's good to know. So what, what do you learn uh, when you're in this program? What do you learn while in the program? Well, there's a lot that you can learn. We, we learn about what is important to be healthy. We learn what kinds of nutritious foods we can put together to build our healthy meal plans. We learn how to um, portion out the less healthy things because those are still things that need to be available to us. We, we, we teach how movement and exercise can be integral to our health and well-being. And then in terms of our thoughts and our mind, we think of, we learn about why we're eating, what's driving us to food or what's driving us to be inactive. And we kind of put it all together. So again, you know, underscoring the mind, body and spirit approach. And, and yes, there is a spiritual component to our, our, our wellness. And so it, it is uh, all combined together. Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting that you're talking about the portion sizes. My husband has a special cup that he puts ice cream in, and the family really believes it's bottomless. He just keeps scooping and scooping, and it's a deep cup, and we can't tell if it's a half a cup or anything. So, so we all have our little things that we do to trick ourselves, and I'm, I'm glad the, pro the program uh, addresses uh, this on an individual level. <laughs> Well, your husband would be happy to know that they recently increased the portion size for ice cream from oh. a half a cup to two-thirds a cup oh, because one half a cup wasn't realistic. I can't wait. I can't wait to tell him. He'll be so happy. So what does it take to succeed in this program? What kind, of, what kind of thinking or what kind of approach or what kind of a person succeeds? Uh, is there a way that we need to think about things or can you, who succeeds? Well, I think uh, integral to success would being open and being honest um, and, and finding an awareness to the whys and the hows of what brought you to the point of not being as healthy or as well as you'd like to be. Um, I often tell people, I don't judge. I just want to listen. 
I want to hear where you are, what you've tried, what's worked, what hasn't worked. And then together we take that history and everyone is unique and we build on it and we find success and we tweak it for success. And I'd like to meet people where they are. So for example, very early in the program, I may ask people to keep a food record or a food journal. And I ask them to be totally honest, if you're eating something at 10 o'clock at night, write it down, share it with me. If I don't know that you're doing that, I won't be able to help you. So I think you really have to come open and honest and, and ready to you know, make some changes. I may say a little less at 10 o'clock. I'm not gonna necessarily say don't eat anything. We're, we just go incrementally and gradually to making changes. Mm, that's interesting. Sometimes we can really kid ourselves. We'll just grab a handful of nuts and not, you know, not track it. <clears throat> so that's a very good point. Um, something that I think is important, we know now from the science that sedentary is the new smoking. It's as toxic as uh, 15 packs of cigarettes a day. And I do mean one five, 15 packs of cigarettes. Um, how important is movement? And what if someone hates to exercise? Because I know there are people um, out there who haven't, uh, just did not grow up with any sort of sport or exercise, and they feel a very like a stranger in a gym. Bodies thrive on movement, and it's you know very true that as we get older, our muscles um, diminish. What's a condition called sarcopenia and we need to continue to engage our muscles and include some kind of movement or exercise to prevent that from happening. Um, as we get older we need to incorporate strengthening in our muscles so that we prevent falls. So there is scientific basis for the, the, the need for exercise or movement and I do like to use movement over the word exercise because you know Exercise is what you think of with, um, you know, vigorous workout and, and high intensity training. And that's not what we would expect or, or ask of anyone. Um, we do have a personal trainer involved in our program. And again, she will listen and meet you where you are and incrementally make changes to your movement. Um, people in our program get a pedometer and they actually enjoy seeing how many steps they walk in a day and um, simply increasing their steps over time is progress. And so I think, you know, starting where they are and, and making incremental changes. On the other hand, we've had people come into our center and really embrace exercise and all of a sudden they're running. Um, they're using the treadmill, they're lifting weights and they found a new hobby, so to speak. So there's lots of opportunities, but it's not essential. I mean, some movement is important, but you don't have to be spending hours and hours and hours. No, in fact, the science now is telling us uh, that it's how you exercise, not the amount of time. Exactly. <clears throat> and I think we underestimate the impact on the brain that this has on the brain. Um, it can offset dementia exercise. I mean, they've really um, done a lot of research with this. And we have, uh, I wanted to just kind of give a little shout out here. We have the walking path at St. Giambiani Center. And um, in fact, I'm very proud of myself. We have a turtle on that path. He's a, we've seen this turtle and I can pass that turtle anytime I walk. I walk <laughs> faster than that turtle. So, so anyway, but the path is really pretty and it's a, 
a nice way to just walking does a great deal. So we don't have to be Chuck Norris, don't have to be Jane Fonda um, to get started. We do have a state-of-the-art gym available if you want to do those kinds of things. So I'm very proud of that fact too. Lots of group exercise classes. Oh, so I think David uh, Schellenberger has a video on the website that shows the, the gym, all the workout equipment, and they'll be taught to use it. Wonderful. So let's talk about lifestyle modification. I mean, most of us experience, I think all of us experience setbacks when making lifestyle priorities and changes. Is this common? And what, what advice would, would you give? Well, setbacks are very common. It's um, so common that we devote a significant portion of our program on common setbacks and how to, how to identify them, how to overcome them, and how to um, recover. We discuss slips, uh, times when we deviate from following through on our goals, and we reinforce that it's important to plan for slips. They invariably will happen. In fact, uh, there's a statistic that says at month six of weight loss, it gets extremely difficult uh, to continue. And so we prepare people for that, um, that time. The sooner the slip is identified and the sooner the slip is halted, the better. And I, we reinforce that it's never too early or too late to recover from a slip. Mm. Awareness really is the key to identify first that some of your priorities are slipping and then knowing what to do next what to do next would simply be reapplying a strategy that worked in the past. It could be returning to food journaling. It could be reaching out for support. It could be scheduling a walk or simply making a menu plan because you've been ordering takeout too much. It's mm. just a halt to the slip. Those slips and then to take care of them after they happen. Would that be fair to say? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we know from the science too that that certain behaviors are intractable to change they're very hard to change um and would you say this is the case for weight loss and have you seen people change unhealthy behaviors can people turn it around in your experience and if you have any success stories can you share it with us oh, of course yes i have seen people change unhealthy behaviors St. John Vianney Center is an ideal place for this to happen, especially when it comes to lifestyle modification changes. While at the center, you're removed from the stressors of your day-to-day -day life, and you really have the opportunity to focus on yourself, the mind, body, and spirit. You are um, in the milieu with others, achieving the same goals, so you have in built-in support. Uh, you have the, your multidisciplinary team under your roof, where you don't have to drive to an appointment or Zoom for an appointment. So the opportunities are, are very, very um, worthwhile and easy to uh, help you achieve your goals. And I have been very privileged to see many success stories. I've seen people who have come to me after having tried a multitude of diets, diets that didn't work or they didn't last. And they just didn't figure out the why behind their overeating. And while they were with us, working with psychologists and psychiatrists, they were able to identify what was behind all of this, the root of the problem, so to speak. Um, I've worked with people who have never given movement any priority whatsoever in their lives. And while they had the time and maybe someone to walk with or exercise with, they found that 
exercise was relaxing and it was a great alternative to stress eating or a good go-to when they're feeling um, sad. I've worked with people who have been diagnosed with prediabetes or type 2 diabetes that was starting to get out of control and together with diet and exercise we were able to reverse the type 2 diabetes altogether to the point of having their diabetic medication discontinued or people who have eliminated that prediabetes diagnosis. That is very um, rewarding to see. They've given a new lease on life. I've seen people who have reduced or eliminated their hypertension medication. Everyone loves to reduce their medication list. Um, so people who have set weight loss goals and actually achieved it and surpassed it. Sometimes I say you can stop now and they continue to lose weight. <laughs> the, their success stories are the best PR for the program. And it's um, when people in-house are doing so well, it kind of encourages other people to continue to do like them and learn from them. So we kind of work together. Uh, and so just lastly, hearing people remark how great they feel, their improved energy, improved mood, mobility, endurance, and, and watching them feel compliments about a slimmer appearance really um, is uh, a success story. They're, they're all over the place. Oh, wow, that's interesting. That's, one, that's really great to hear. Um, that is wonderful to hear. Let me ask you this. Um, why would somebody uh, choose this program over, say, just going on Weight Watchers or Jenny Craig or Noom? You know, they have apps now. Why, what is it about this program that, what sets it apart from the others? Our weight management program beats the person where they are and creates a unique plan that suits them. So if a resident comes in with an idea of what they'd like to try, we listen and we, we work with them. Um, so I think it's important that a resident feels listened to and in charge of the process. I don't really feel I'm leading them. I'm partnering with them. Uh, and again, we offer a holistic approach. So while they're working on nutrition and movement, they're also doing the whys and the, and the understanding the, what's behind the decision-making or their past decision-making. So they get a better understanding of themselves and their relationship. Um, we offer healthy, nutritious options in a real-world setting. So our program is community living. It's not necessarily sterile, hospital-like setting where you have a plate of food. Our residents pick their own food and they learn portion control. Uh, there are movies and popcorn. There are celebrations and takeouts. So these are things that they face in their life outside of St. John's. They, they face it within our walls. Um, so we offer various options of support. So it's not just one size fits all. Everyone has a very unique program. Now, Connie, um, a number of people have issues with body image and self-esteem. Uh, do you find this to be the case with those you serve? And, and I'll even extend that to self-deprecating humor. We make jokes about ourselves. Um, and, you know, do, do you find this in, in the people you serve? Do you, do you see this happening? I certainly do. How, how one feels about oneself, um, their body image, if they like themselves, it's a very important part of our program and we really do spend a lot of time with it because in the very end of the day, it's you and your body. 
your tea may not be there around the clock, but it's you living in your body. And unfortunately, weight bias does exist in our society. All the models and TV stars are thin, and um, that's what's depicted in ads and in movies. Uh, kids are commonly bullied over their weight, and, and so are adults for that matter. So it's, it's very prevalent, and, and we have a long way to go. And so we try to build up the resilience and the self-esteem and you know, call into mind what good qualities you have. We want our residents to like themselves. I do know that weight is closely connected to how we feel about ourselves. I mean, if you stepped on the scale and saw a higher number than you wanted, it, it ruins your day. So, um, you know, the program talks about how even a 5 to 10% weight change can make a huge difference in your health. And we draw into mind all those changes and improvements that happen with, with a, a smaller amount of weight loss. In fact, I've heard some really troubling stories over the years, and uh, one in particular is a resident whose sheer motivation to change was she was just very tired of the reaction of other people. She shared a story how she was on an airplane and she hated this part of travel the most because she was sitting in her seat and she watched the strangers walk down the aisle and she knew that the person who was going to have to sit next to her was going to just make a face and her she just watched for the change in the face uh, demeanor when um, that person realized they were going to have to sit next to her. So she anticipated that dread, you know, for the time leading up to the travel. And, and that shouldn't be the case. Uh, that is not how, um, you know, we, we want people to live. So there's real value into making changes, lifestyle changes, and building your self-esteem and finding, finding the goodness that you can bring. So thank you for asking that question. It's, it's everyone has their own baggage and everyone has different stories. And um, we, we work hard on that uh, so that it's important for our religious to take care of themselves so they can take care of others. Oh, we yeah. realize that it takes the physical and emotional stamina to care for others and to provide it, they must also have it. So uh, they get that support. Yes. And, you know, I'm glad you raised that point because <clears throat> so often the um, clergy and, and women and men religious, uh, they believe that this is selfish, that taking care of themselves, self-care is frivolous, selfish, self-indulgent, and very, sometimes people are shamed in their lifetimes because of taking care of themselves. If somebody were to go to a gym, for example, or, um, you know, walk, take time for themselves to walk and do these things, they might be perceived as being selfish by other people because, my goodness, they're supposed to take care of everyone else. So we see this degree of guilt in people sometimes, and they feel like they're doing something wrong almost. Um, when in reality, if I didn't take care of the battery in my car, the car wouldn't run. And, and so it's very important. People listening, what do you want them to know? What, what is important for them to know about this program? What should the takeaway be? Well, I guess um, I would just summarize it by reminding and reviewing and reinforcing that our program is a lifestyle modification. And the journey of weight management and wellness takes time and it can be sustainable. You have to give it the time and be patient. Uh, I reinforce that progress is important, not perfection. That mm -hmm. it's a marathon, not a sprint 
mentality. And so residents may work hard during their time with us. We are continually comparing and contrasting and planning for their future life. And um, residents will identify what they need for success and build that into their wellness plan. And so it's not just success while you're with us, but success always. So the support is provided from the treatment team within St. John Vianney, but they are also creating a support team for themselves through our continuing care department after they leave St. John Vianney. And I think that, uh, you know, looking at the whole person, the holistic way of changing our lifestyle is so important for sustaining it forever because we need to make changes that can be done forever. We are not helping anyone if we have a temporary change that is then undone. So the goal is for long-term behavior change in a realistic manner on the timeline that's most um, uh, attainable. Mm. So <clears throat> it's a journey. Absolutely. And um, I think I have something one of my sons brought home um, when he was an athlete and he it just said, never, 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 never give up. <laughs> I think that was really apropos for this, for weight loss. So how does, how would somebody get more information about the program? Well, we have all sorts of information on our website at sjvcenter.org under the inpatient services. We have lots of brochures that are being distributed um, and we're just a phone call away. Um, you know, it's important to have a discussion of what, what, what you might need and what can be done to help you in your journey. And can they reach you at St. John Vianney Center if they have questions? Absolutely. All right, and that, that information is also on the website. Well, Connie, thank you so much for being with us today and sharing this wealth of information. I know I learned a few things. <laughs> so um, thanks again for being with us. And I hope to see you soon at the center. All right. Be well, Mariette. You take care now. Bye. You've been listening to the Wellness Journey podcast. I hope today's interview with Connie Ostap proves useful to you. You can find all our podcasts and get additional information and resources for clergy and religious by visiting our website at sjvcenter.org. We are the St. John Vianney Center, and our mission is you.